The long march towards September is nearly over, and it's Friday, August 28, 2020, and the end of another atypical work week. And this is the beginning of another installment of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs. Today's shout-out is for the parent-teacher organizations of the Charlottesville City Schools and their request for donations to the jointly organized Reopening Fund, Ready to Teach, Ready to Learn. Visit their website for more information and to make a contribution. This is the day that the University of Virginia is expected to announce whether it will continue on with plans to open to in-person instruction on September 8th and whether residential housing will open to students. As of this morning, the University of Virginia is reporting a total of 67 positive cases on its public COVID-19 tracker, with 40 of those cases being from students. The latest COVID numbers were not available from the Virginia Department of Housing at recording time. The city of Charlottesville is warning drivers to expect road closures and traffic delays downtown this afternoon from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. for a planned Freedom of Speech event. The event is a Black Lives Matters march intended to commemorate the 57th anniversary of Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech, organized by local activists. The route is to go from Tonsler Park to the police department, according to the Daily Progress. The city released a statement warning it will issue fines to organizers for being in violation of a ban on special event permits that has been in place since the beginning of the pandemic in March. In a statement, City Manager Teron Richardson said that the city of Charlottesville has supported the community's right to peaceably assemble. However, he said that obstructing city streets and using parks without proper permits will no longer be allowed. Allison Rabel in the Daily Progress today reports that the city will issue a $500 fine on the organizers of a Juneteenth celebration held in Washington Park. Richardson's statement suggests there will be more charges. Even though the University of Virginia is not yet in session, activity around grounds has increased. The University Transit Service is running on a new set of routes, in part because McCormick Road is now closed to motorized vehicles. Becca White is Parking and Transportation Director at UVA, and she spoke at yesterday's meeting of the Regional Transit Partnership. We're already seeing more passengers riding um, this week than pretty much we had all summer (laughs) on any route besides our... um, employee routes, but we are still limiting to 20 passenger boarding. We're still using all the same precautions, rear door boarding, uh, a barrier in the aisle so that the passengers can't get within six feet of the drivers, cleaning protocols. White said UTS will continue to run if in-person instruction does not happen, but there would not be as many buses. She said Jaunt, Charlottesville Area Transit, and UTS have created a makeshift transit hub on Whitehead Road to serve grounds. CAT Director Garland Williams told the RTP board that his agency continues to run on its restricted Lifeline service. He also said there is a protocol by which drivers get frequent COVID tests. CAT did have one uh, positive case. Uh, That individual has gotten over it. Thank really fortunate uh, it wasn't a bad case. So they've returned back to work. We have a um, testing program that is in place uh, that happens every other week, um, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. The RTP also got an update on new daily bus service that travels through Charlottesville on its route between Danville and D.C. The Piedmont Express is being funded by the Virginia Department of Rail and Public Transportation as part of its growing fleet of Virginia Breeze bus lines. 
Neil Sherman with the DRPT, said the agency decided to proceed with the route, even with the pandemic. For many reasons right now, the ridership is very low, um, but we, we just felt it was time to get the bus um, operating. There is a, a restriction of, um, I think it's 27 riders, on, which is normally a 50-passenger coach, so and masks are required. The Piedmont Express also calls on Dulles Airport. The RTP also learned about another bus service that will soon be launched between Stanton and Charlottesville. The project known as the Afton Express has been shepherded by the Central Shenandoah Planning District Commission. Sarah Pennington of the Thomas Jefferson Planning District Commission said that that bus line awaits final funding approval, but is moving forward. They have finalized all of their logo, branding, and the color scheme. They have gotten the route timings and the stops have been finalized. The Regional Transit Partnership will celebrate its third anniversary in October. The COVID pandemic has meant fewer places for people to discard used books. Neither the Jefferson-Madison Regional Library or Goodwill are accepting books and periodicals that people want to get rid of. Since the pandemic began, they have also not been accepted at local recycling facilities. This week, the Ribana Solid Waste Authority discussed the status of the book bin at the McIntyre Recycling Center in Charlottesville which has been in a shipping container that had been modified with shelves, but with no dedicated staffing. Here's Philip McCaleb's, the director of Solid Waste for the RSWA. Basically, it allowed people to bring in books when they did house clearouts or whatever. Um, and the idea was that people could take books as they wished and bring books back. However, McCaleb said that the shipping container that is the book bin has been deteriorating in the months that it has not been used. He presented replacement alternatives to the RSWA board on Tuesday. Albemarle County Supervisor Liz Palmer said the book bin helped promote the reuse of materials, but she was not interested in spending money to staff it. She did see the value in having a larger discussion. What's the lay of the land of used books in, in the area? Um, but I do think it's a value for a lot of folks, and at some point, I think it's valuable to be looking into trying to trying to relocate it. City Councilor Lloyd Snook said the RSWA should seek to work with the Jefferson Madison Regional Library on a long-term solution. I think it might be useful for us to say, let's sit down and talk with them and see if we can figure out what we would like to see in the way of the, the entire sort of ecosystem, as I've put it. While their annual library sale has been postponed until spring, the Jefferson-Madison Regional Library and the Friends of JMRL will hold a pop-up book sale on Sunday, August 30th, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Gordon Avenue Library at the lower level by the parking lot. People who want to purchase books will pay $5 for a pre-selected bag of five hardback and or trade paperbacks. According to their website, customers will have a choice of mystery, popular fiction, or literary fiction in this inaugural pop-up sale. In business news, the owners of the Crozet Running Store have announced on Facebook that they will close their doors on September 30th. Since September 2013, they have rented space for the business in the lower level of the Crozet Library. In May, the Board of Supervisors declined a request to provide rent relief to Crozet Running, and other entities that lease space on county property. In a message, the owners of Crozet Running said that this has been a difficult year for everyone. There will be a sale while their doors remain open. (music) 
And that's it for another week, the seventh week of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast podcast. I really do hope that this is a service that is growing with importance for people who are listening to it. I certainly want to thank everybody so far who has contributed financially. You don't have to, but for those of you who do, do know that you're helping to support a service that I really want to be heard and read by as many people in the Charlottesville area as possible. If you do want to support this service, please consider paying for a subscription through Substack or sign up on Patreon. Every single penny will be plowed right back into producing as much content as I can and expanding into new areas. Be safe out there, no matter what you decide to do today, and please take care of each other. I'm Sean Tubbs, and thank you for listening. <laughs>